0: All aboard! Harmonica lady, there. Little intro for you can hear us call, and that's off our Dusty Road CD. I have a treat today for y'all. I have a podcast interviewing the one, the only Julio in glasses. Yes, that's right. My partner in crime, my Mr. My Other Half, the man who completes my harmonica with his guitar. And, um, uh, he's got an interesting story. Julio has been playing guitar since he was 13, has been in bands and theater groups and things that, productions that have toured, and um, also managed to raise kids and have a career. So um, quite a talented, multitasking man of the hour, and it's my pleasure to bring this to you. Um, Hi, everybody. I'm here today with Julio Guerra, also known as Julio in Glasses. Um, Julio, you've been playing music a long, long time. Um, Why don't you go ahead and tell us how you got started into playing guitar?
1: Okay, how I got started in playing guitar was my best friend at the time, Tom Clarkson. He said, look at this. These guys are cool. The Kingston Trio. He says, I... You know, I started playing guitar, and I'm playing Kingston Trio songs. He goes, this is the ticket, man. And that started me at age 13.
0: So what was your first guitar?
1: My first guitar?
0: That you owned, yes.
1: That I owned was a 1936 Gibson. Only a Gibson is good enough was written in a scroll on the peghead
0: that's kind of cool
1: cost me $25 I bought it from the brother of the future wife of the Quicksilver messenger service guy Gary Duncan
0: oh I've met Gary yeah good people um I had the pleasure of hanging out with them um some years back and uh, you, you were also raised there kind of around those guys
1: Oh, yeah, 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 Ibn said, Ibn said they had a band called the Brogues, and two or three of them, um, at least two of them that ended up in Quicksilver were in the band of Brogues
0: The Brogues, that's a pretty cool name, um, I like Quicksilver better, uh, I was, uh-huh. yeah, I was uh, back in um, the South way back when they were popular, and I was buying their albums, never dreaming that uh, I'd come out here and get to meet them and hang out with them. It was pretty cool. I'd lock myself away and just listen to them and dream of California because I wanted to come home. You know, I was in South Carolina, I wanted to come home. So you also um, you really got into finger picking and um, Fahey and that type of stuff. Tell me how that kind of evolved
1: for you. Well, the finger picking started when I read some liner notes by, I think it was, Rambling Jack Elliott, oh, yeah, at the time on the back of an album, and he said, You know, i always been too lazy to finger pick. He goes, So I use a flat pick. And I read that, you know, at a tender young age and thought to myself, I am not going to be lazy, I am going to finger pick.
0: And boy, you do, I'll tell you what, um, that's pretty cool. And then um, how did you discover Fahey? How'd that come about?
1: That came about when I was a student at the University of California, Santa Barbara. And I, with a friend of mine, Barry Lawson, we uh, hitchhiked up to Berkeley and we got dropped off on the street on Telegraph Avenue. And we walked up to our friend's house and he welcomed us into, into his abode, handed us a joint, which at the time was a big deal in 1965. And and we smoked that joint and then he goes here and he put headphones on my head and put John Fahey's album, The Dance of Death and Other Plantation Favorites on the record, and I was floored. I went, wow. And that uh, gave me direction in my life with my fingers.
0: Well, and and yeah, and those are hard songs, and you've mastered them and written your own as well, so it's very impressive. And uh, my brother once said, you know, you have more musical knowledge in your little finger than most people do in their whole body, you know? And
1: you know what? My brother said the same thing. Oh my gosh. He said that same thing.
0: Well, it's true. And uh, sometimes the, the fact that you don't act that way and know it is amazing too. It's a good thing to have humility and talent. Uh, It's kind of the way I feel about that. And so you've been in a lot of bands and you've traveled, the world, you know you're you're uh, were born in Ecuador and then you came out to the USA. you're you're a citizen of the United States because your mom and uh, your dad was a citizen in Ecuador. and so you traveled back and forth. you had some pretty cool little bands over there, too. you know, um you were almost making a name for yourself and you decided to ramble on back to the Americas. Um, what do you think led you to wanting to come back to the United States when you were? Experienced a little level of fame there in
1: Ecuador. You really want to know? No, but I don't know. Yeah, I asked. The truth is because there was no LSD in Ecuador.
0: Oh, you trippy dude, you!
1: <laughs> and <laughs> and so the uh, the scene was really taking off in 1967 back. Oh, that's yeah. true. And so, in uh, April of 1967, after um, less than a year in, in Ecuador, um, wow. I went back to the United States. And but you ended up in New York. York, York. He, yeah, yeah, landed in New York with 200 bucks in my pocket.
0: That's my cool.
1: uncle had asked me a, a dinner farewell dinner we had in Ecuador. I said, well, how much money you got to move to New York? And I said, remember, this was 1966. I said, well, or 67. Yeah, Um, it was 67 by then. Yeah. I go, $200. He goes, ¿ese te parece mucho? You know, like disapprovingly, he asked me, he said, do you think that's a lot? And I said, No. It's sufficient. I said it's sufficient. It's all I need. And and he thought to himself, and said, "Yep, this guy's gonna make it." <laughs> you did too. Yeah, hit New York, and I had a job within three days as a shipping clerk for Holland America Steamship Lines. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well. And you've had a a lot of bands and a life and a career in water, and you've done amazing things. And um, we didn't meet until much later in our lives to start working on music together. And I know you'd played with um, harmonica players and things before. You were in bands, and you've been in jug bands. And the Blue Shoes, I know they had um, a harmonica player as well. So you you were familiar. You were harmonica-friendly, as I like to say about some guitar players aren't. They don't give you room. They don't give you room to breathe, and we definitely need room to breathe as harmonica players. And So I've always been able to kind of be simpatico and play with you real well. I think we we kind of knew that uh, the first time we actually got to play music together. We kind of had a hunch about it for a while, and our friends um, put us together for you out there that don't know. We had some friends conspire to, to bring us together because they thought our music would would be good together and our lifestyle here in California with our friends is about music. We have a lot of music parties and things that involve music and open mics and just jamming and just being together musically. I think that it's a wonderful thing. It's more of a lifestyle than a career path and I think for you and I, it was just our pure love of that that led us into playing together and, um, Playing and writing together, and I'm happy that uh, that has happened. And um, so, what did you think the first time you uh, went downbeat with Nedra? <laughs> I uh, was. You weren't um, in any acid at the time, I presume.
1: Huh, I <laughs> Maybe was, some of the weed. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I, I was um, stunned. <laughs> it uh, it just like where did the harmonica music, um sound? end and my guitar sound begin it was hard to tell there was no boundary there it was like all just one flow yeah yes yeah and it was just like that
0: yeah i think so too I, I think that's great and and then we've had a um the ability to have opportunity to um play um so for everybody out there that's listening to this little nedra and julio podcast here that we're we're giving you Bits and pieces of our life here. Um, today, we took a journey over to Big Trees over in uh, Calaveras County. Big Trees, up above Arnold, and the sequoias are giants. We so we walked with the giants today, and real spiritual feeling over there. You know the the I wanted to hear the quiet, if that makes any sense. I needed the quiet and um, the serenity of such a beautiful place. But I I was also impacted by the fact that. There were so many families there. It's a Saturday, all nationalities. Amazing amount of people come a long journey to see the, these very old, uh, large growth forests that we have. I, and we we read a lot of stuff and walked, and our dog loved it, and took a few pictures, and just really had a had a good moment of silence that uh, I think everybody needs, and and to be humbled by the massive size of these trees, and then to read the history of everything they've been through, you know, and it just trying to cultivate uh, new songs and ideas and be at peace with with nature there, and the air, oh my goodness, you know, you kept remarking about filling your lungs with that uh, amazing clean air that those trees were producing for us. And then the feet that have walked there, you know, the Miwok and uh, the Washoe and and, um the kids that were there, there were some kids with masks on playing, and they were playing like they were wolves, and they were jumping around and having a good time in the forest. It was a pretty amazing day, huh? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, those trees uh they are the elders of our of our age of four thousand up to four thousand years old, you know, and two hundred feet tall. Amazing, amazing things. Yeah,
0: I, I want to make that um, kind of something we do more often. The trails there are really nice, too. And um started playing my little lady mini harmonicas. I think I did a jig or two, and, and the birds all went off, which is... Oh, yeah, you
1: sure did.
0: <laughs> that, was, that was tasty. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I'm pretty good on that little teeny thing. Um, I think everyone should wear... I bet
1: you could do it right now.
0: I don't have it on. Oh, no, I took them off. I I, I took them off to get... We're doing a test run here because I haven't been doing podcasts. And I think I'm going to try to do a whole lot more. Um, this is fun. And um, we can talk about music and learning and how, how things come about. And for us, I, I think the very first song we did Fall Before Night was... We took an art... I took early on one of my artist dates is what I call them. And they're time for me to cultivate what's inside of me, what I need to get out and quiet the noise in my head, more or less. And, uh, I've been doing them a long time. And when I met Julio, I took him on one and he enjoyed it. It was, uh, and we, we filmed a beautiful video. And today I tried to take some pictures. The sun wasn't cooperating. We were a little late. I wanted to get up there for the color change, but, uh, the sounds were still beautiful. Uh, you could hear the wind come through the tops of those trees and make you think about, uh, life and nature and writing songs, you know, it it's it's um, a process. And Julio and I were, were really fortunate because we live together and we practice together and we practice separately. I know that uh, I practice online. I've studied online and also with books and Julio the same. He keeps his fingers going by playing pretty much every day. And um, he's been studying different things all along. I mean, we try to stretch our wings a little bit. I, I've been Jabber Jabber and Adam to do some kind of country songs. So we've been practicing some of that. So it's a different style. You know, we might do some jigs and we're kind of Americana. It's real eclectic. And one thing I have to tell you out there, everybody that doesn't know, that don't know us as as well as a lot of the local people do, Julio always comes to the gigs with, you know, a minimum of three to five guitars simply because he plays in different tunings and each of his guitar and tunings, have a different set of songs that we do. So when I'm doing a set list for a gig, I generally will say, okay, let's try to get them in line up with what the Martin plays and what the Shanti plays and what the Dobro plays and what the Recording King plays, you know. And uh, so that, in Julio's mind, is sets out what tuning he's in and what songs that we play in those tunings. Now, the great thing about that for someone who's a harmonica player is I'm not always in A&D. I can play all the harps in my case. I can play in different positions. I can play the lows. I can play the minors. And um, for me, once I met Julio, I think my journey did become complete because um, just learning under him, just being under his knowledge and what he plays and knows um, has stretched me more than playing like with one band or by myself. I used to do a lot of, I did a lot of my recordings with making my own tracks actually. And those are fun. I still like to do those. But um, if I get a song, it's really bothering me. I'll sit down and, and try to lay it out before I bring it to Leo because, but I have to tell everybody, I'm so amazed because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I bring him. He can do it. You know, there's no question. He's, he's going to do it. And he's hard headed enough to sit in there and 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 learn something new and combine that with what he knows and just put tasty little accents on everything. So I'm really lucky there um, in that regard. And um, Julio, tell me why, uh, for me, it's really great to expand and play all these harmonicas. Why did you end up learning so many tunings? I mean, was that part of your expansive view of what you needed to do as a guitar player?
1: Well, it's music exploration yeah different combinations of notes and different baselines of you know of different structures yeah and uh yeah and different tunings have different moods oh
0: yeah Uh, and, and your guitars um thing that i've noticed as well from playing with you is your guitars have a different energy in them as well you know your um your martin to me I, and it's you know i don't want to have a favorite of your kids there, you know but your martin ah uh, i don't know there's something about that one that just gets me every time there's something about it and then your shanti to me just feels like your spiritual side your 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 god center you know your crown chakra it's just it plays a, a different dimension uh that's more spiritual and and your martin's a little more earthy and it, you know I, if from ethereal to, to working in the garden, in the ground, you know, it's just, uh, amazing, and what you get out of them, I, I'm telling you, I am in awe and, um, appreciative of working with you as my partner.
1: As I, you.
0: Well, you know, I mean, I was kind of, I really, you know, I was limited, I, I was limited more when I was just doing blues, and, and nothing against the blues players out there, you're all magnificent, and, you know, and I've learned so much from everybody. But one point, my brother said to me, "Our brothers that that help us. I love my brother so much." But he said to me, "You know, don't compete with those guys. Why do you want to sound like them? They all sound like each other." You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? He said, "Put a put a feminine spin on it." And you know, and you could think of that as, "Oh, well, he's just you know, he's just uh, yes, I don't know. I got to sound like that." yeah. You know? but I. You know, I thought about it, and he's it really isn't that much of a feminine spin of what I've ended up learning and doing. It's more of a melody line. It's more of the first position. It's more of uh, the different positions and notes like you're saying the the broader perspective of it. and And um, I mean, you listen to some of the te- great teachers, and each one of them are you learn something from and um and in talking and going, because I love to go to. Things like this year, I went to spa by myself, and I just it was a little different. So I went to all the classes and listened to what everybody had to say, and and I can reflect back on all the spas I've been to and the master classes with David Barrett, and just all the lessons that I've learned and the bands I've played with, and I don't know, I you know, I wanted that grungy tone and that thick blues thing, but then at the same time, I love the Celtic twist. I love a little jazz in there, and. Uh, your guitars and all of your playing allows me to uh, broaden my perspective and horizons and learn learn new things. So I'm appreciative that you you did that. You know, you have the different uh, approach to all of that, and you know, I think it makes our it makes our live shows. I know a little more interesting because you're not sounding the same. I mean, you're not. Each of the songs has its own flavor, you know, and it has its own. Offering to the people that are listening, and uh, so I I just appreciate that. Um so I'm having a good time talking to you today, Julio. We've had a really nice uh, day all day, and Julio's helping me get the kinks out of my Zoom, so I can be doing more um, podcasts for everybody and uh, bringing uh, more ideas and thought about the creative process. Julio, I, you watch me as a as a creative person, so. Give me your perspective on what that's like.
1: It's, it's like a, I, I'm starting to learn to stay out of the way. <laughs> because you are on a, a machine of <laughs> focus. A treadmill. And I have to apologize for all the times I've thrown pebbles into your placid pond of <laughs> the ancient. <laughs>
0: hey, I think only a fine artist can understand what Julio is talking about. You know, I'll be like right in the middle of a fine line on a butterfly wing. And he'll come in with some off the wall thing and, I, and I'll stop and move my brush and then the, the paint's all over in these real odd, uh, things. And I'm like, Oh God. And I, I don't want to yell at you, but you know, didn't you see I was in the middle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. I, it, and, and, uh, artists are usually really solitude creatures, especially fine artists. And so the fact that, uh, you can live with me must be the, all that acid that you came over. <laughs> Well, I mean that was <laughs> just, just a yeah. not, not, ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago, I know. Well, yeah, I, mean, I think fifty like Well, the fifties and sixties and really the seventies, even, you know, the uh the psychedelics are pretty, pretty big, um, Timothy Leary and all that. And so that was kind of a movement. I, I know you, you you no one could sit there and do that forever. You you just get your mind so blown. But I know that they're using the MDA and some of the microdosing. Um, for psychological things now, and and they're the right environment. They are break. They're great. They help um, people break out of really bad habits. I have found just meditation and taking a walk to do that for me. But I um, had my little era of time when I was somewhat of a partier. But even then, I was locking myself up in drawing and writing poetry and just craving that uh, expression that needed to get out. It it it's never um it's never changed and um it's not slowing down with me really even all my jobs involved a large amount of creative focus
1: oh that was amazing how you were able to support yourself and you know follow a career of artistic achievements even for huge corporations (laughs) yeah
0: yeah I um I really was lucky to uh be able to spin that and in In a way that could make it work, because it's hard, you know. I mean, I wasn't going to go sit at a desk and and do data entry, you know. And I, so to be at a grocery store, having 20 stores and setting up displays and winning all the contests and making everything artistic, and they gave me, they didn't, they gave me free reign. They liked what I did so much, so I had all of the supplies I needed and. uh, and that was great because I, I did, you know, 18, 19 years there, which set me into a little bit of a retirement. It's not much, but it's a little bit of a retirement. And um, then I was on the side a little bit playing. And then as the music came around, that really was another form of where I could use my art. I mean, if you think about it, uh, to design the posters and to do the paintings and to put it all together and to come up with um, all of the things that I do now to where I can completely set up a little store with everything. And it's... It's all pretty um, fun. And um, I'm, I do, I get a little bit uh, on it. So I'm grateful that you have five guitars to go play with <laughs> you know, while I'm doing that. And not to mention, everybody, that uh, we have a lot of animals. Julio is getting up, and that noise is Julio getting up and letting dogs in and out because they <laughs> yeah. run the show around here. <laughs> yeah, they do, huh? <laughs> so we went to a little town called Sheep Ranch today. And I've lived up here a long time, but I did not know the color of that town. I'd driven kind of by it and saw the sheep, and just figured that's why the sheep kind of run wild. But you talk about a, to- a town that time forgot. Um, they're incredible. It almost felt like I was back in the South, and you know the moss was going to overgrow. But just an absolute little treasure trove. I-, I, I couldn't live that far out because it's a lot of windy roads to. Get anywhere. It actually made it was. It, oh, the sign said population 38. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we drive home to our population 720. And I'm like, wow, we're having stuff now. But we do. Right. Yeah. All right. Right? All right. Yeah. We, we, we big time now, but, but we're closer. We're, our roads and stuff were a little better in and out. And we're a little closer to things. So those back roads are really, really something. And so we came home on the highway because after we got through big trees, we just roundabout and came home. And I told Julio, "We're gonna, we're gonna start doing a little talks here and there, and finding. I'm finding more people. I'm going to be interviewing um, the ethics guy coming up. So um, keep your ears and eyes open for that as it comes out." And
1: Which ethics guy?
0: Well, uh, you're just gonna have to tune in to find out, Julio. I'll tell ah. you. Uh, yeah, you are. You're just going to have to listen. <laughs> so anyways, everybody, um, we've been, what, playing together now, uh, are we 12 or 13 years?
1: Twelve, going on 13. Yeah, you know. will be years in May.
0: Yeah, you know, or our April. April. 420. <laughs> we had, we had, I met him at a 420 um party at a friend's house over in Fiddletown. That's a incredible person and human, and uh, the pharaoh of Fiddletown Forest out there, I tell you, and uh, my friend Juanita, they they set us up and and everything, which was good, it was good, um, because I do, like he says, I don't know where he ends, and I begin, and vice versa, it's just, <laughs> a, it's just a flow, and um, it works, and uh, I'm very, very grateful for having you in my life, and I love you. Um, oh. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going to play everybody a, a couple of songs that we talked about fall before night. And we're working on some new stuff. We've got the band coming over. We've got a few other players that come and kind of hang out with us. We've got a fiddle player and a stand-up bass coming on Monday. And I don't know what all is going to go on as we go through the winter here. But I would like to record some new stuff and uh, maybe get a seat, another CD out. Uh, but uh, the writing process is um, one that kind of comes and goes. You know, sometimes the song will come easy, and sometimes it's really a lot of hard work, right? Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know. We we do have a way of um, falling into them, though. Fall before night was one.
1: <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to call that fall into night.
0: Fall into night, and we're and we're falling into winter right now. Here. I just found the song Fall Before Night to play for you guys, and another amazing coincidence is that the song is four twenty. Four minutes and twenty seconds—unbelievable! Um, <laughs> Another one of those coincidences that we that we met at a four twenty uh, party, and the song's four twenty. Just goofy little things, you know. Some people would say signs from heaven. So if you get a chance, go on over to YouTube and hit Fall Before Night at my channel. And you can see the stunning photos we took that day. And I've done paintings since. And um, it is the number one track played this year on Spotify as far as those statistics have gone. So not bad for our first attempt at playing together. Um, So keep tuned in here. here, And we've had a great summer. I mean, we really, you know, our aspirations have been... Just to be and to play and to love life, and we did a lot of farmers markets this year, and I ended up thinking they're the greatest gigs on earth. They, they love you, they pay you, they, they give you food. You just you, you're home you're or close among the people. You're just among everybody. I it, there's Not something about that. Among. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right amongst everyone, and um, yeah, it it's been a lot of fun. I mean, we we do our little other shows and our festival things and uh and things like that, which we will continue to do because they come and go and we we come and go with them. And it's like um the change of the season you know, a lot of people are uh, you know retreating a bit less to do because it's winter and it's cold and it's kind of nice to be in and and uh warm, but it's fun to get out and go hear some live music. so I say wherever you're at, support live music and uh, if you play harmonica uh practice just um, keep doing what you're doing and keep learning and don't let nobody discourage you. Don't let anybody tell you how that you should do it. You learn the right way and you do what's right for you and you get good habits. I think for um, for me, one of my favorite things are just the harmonica tabs. Julio knows I have a lot of books and I'll get it, especially in the wintertime. I mean, last year we sat, on, sat in there because we had more snow than we knew what to do with up here and we just sat there and did. I did my harmonica tab books, and then he'd grab his guitar and play something with it. and And um, it's like a great exercise, and and it's so good for your lungs too. You know what I mean? It's just health wise. And yeah, I mean the Rolling Stones are going back out. Look at Mick Jagger. I mean, he didn't even move like an old guy. I mean, the music will keep you young. You know, but it's so funny because we're on TikTok, and uh, we've developed a pretty good little following. And it's a much younger demographic than we have on Facebook or Insta or any of the other uh, social media groups. MySpace, I think, was the first one. But um, it's so funny because they'll say, you know, I hope we play like that when we get to be 80 years old. (laughs) (laughs) And we always laugh and go, well, we're not quite 80. But or they'll say, how long did it take you to get to play like that? Or how did you get to do be that good? And it's, practice it's keep doing it don't don't get discouraged I mean it's really easy to just kind of drop off of doing something that you want to do because you get discouraged so my advice to everyone that, that wants to pursue a musical instrument at whatever age just do a little bit every day um you know and and practice and keep keep up your spirits about doing it right right yeah I mean
1: yeah. Why else would you live till tomorrow?
0: It, well, that's us though, because we're
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we do love what we do. Uh, you know, I say it's not a bad, it's not a bad way to be, you know, it's a good retirement, you know. Uh, but fortunately for Julio and I, we had jobs and careers that led us to each other's path. And I think um all of those things made us ready to accept what we wanted to do together, you know. We were we were um, ready, ready to. So, thank you for talking to me today.
1: Oh, anytime.
0: Well, we'll do we'll do this again. Um, maybe we'll get Jay in on it and get our bass player in talking. And
1: right on, uh,
0: yeah, well, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be fun. And maybe I could interview some of the other locals that uh, maybe don't do harmonica but singer songwriters, you know, and people that have the have an expression towards that. I I have some here that Julio and I work with singer songwriters that record and, and um, we put laid in some stuff on their tracks, which is kind of fun. Um So that's what we do. And um, tune into the podcast. I'm, I'm going to try to do more. And there's a lot of them already up and on there. So download them all wherever you get your podcast download. And um, if you feel like uh shooting a few bucks, it's nedretvolcano.net on your PayPal, whatever you feel like shooting over for us. It just keeps us in equipment and going and guitar strings for five different guitars and not mention wow. harmonicas <laughs> for a lady who takes like 30 to a gig. Okay. So anyway, signing out and uh, till we meet again, I'll see you in a few minutes, Julio. Bless you. Well, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed uh, talking with Julio here on the podcast. Uh, good sport, great life. Wonderful time. Thanks a lot, Huli. If you want to see more about what we do and who we are, go to NetRest.com as well as NGRMusic.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Reverb Nation, and also now TikTok. So um, tune in. Don't forget. Play live music and enjoy. Thanks a lot. Till next time. I'm going to close this out with another song we wrote off of the first album when we first started called Just Hit Rewind. And uh, I say, if you like a song, hit rewind a lot. Over and out, the harmonica lady. Well, my man and me are doing just fine. We get up early, then we hit rewind. We love the nighttime, yeah. yeah. Those fever flashes make. Routine, my man and me, we have things to do and we do them every day. But late at night, that's when the sparks start to fly. When my Gotta go to work just to make a dime. This world's such a mess, it really blows my mind. But when the night time comes, we just hit rewind. When my man kisses me, everything is alright. Those fever flashes made at night When my man kisses me, everything is alright